Hi there, I'm Jolene McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly pick questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Bill D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pizzani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jolyn. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. Okay, Mike, our first question is from Frank in New York. How do you think the markets will react to Powell being reappointed to Fed Chair? I think it should be really much ado about nothing. Um, a lot of people make a lot of these particular headlines, and I think Powell has done a lot to earn a second term as the Fed chair in a lot of reasons. I mean, the Fed's response to the COVID pandemic and the underlying economic crisis by providing liquidity that was necessary to keep a lot of things economically moving was both unprecedented and really astounding. I mean, he took Bernanke's playbook largely from the financial crisis and he did a lot of the same things Bernanke did, but he did them so much faster. So. I think because of how you could say successful the Fed actually was in terms of providing liquidity and support to the underlying economy, I think ultimately Powell has earned the right to continue to basically steer the ship and ultimately bring everyone out of this from the Fed perspective in terms of like tapering and potentially uh, bringing the balance sheet back to some type of a normalization. And by normalization, I don't mean reduce the balance sheet substantially. I just mean basically end the pandemic relief with everything. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to understand that Lil Brainerd is going to be the vice chair and what she kind of represents in terms of the democratic modern monetary theory with basically providing additional stimulus via uh, mechanisms from the Treasury alongside Janet Yellen with providing direct support to the economy rather than just uh, monetary support, which is what the Fed usually does. And I think it's also important to um, basically understand that the Fed has really gotten the inflation narrative wrong in a lot of ways because inflation has really accelerated beyond where a lot of people thought that inflation could potentially go. And I think that you have to hold the Fed and some people in the uh, government a little bit accountable for that. I mean, yeah, there are certain um, situations due to COVID and supply chain constraints that have caused inflation to run up. And yes, that will normalize, but they're very dismissive of it. <laughs> and inflation's not going back to 2% right away. So as much as I think it's a good thing that Powell has been reappointed because markets like normalization and markets like the known, and Powell is very much the known, he's experienced. I think it's a good thing that he's going to be able to basically ultimately end the pandemic relief programs. But I think simultaneously, you have to hold them a little bit accountable for the inflation narrative that they're very dismissive of and that currently exists. So I think it's much about nothing. If you're going to make an allocation decision based on Powell becoming the Fed chair again, I think you're making the wrong decision. Well said. OK, Phil, our next question is from George in Florida. Phil, for years, your team has advised roughly a 4% of withdrawal rule. I read this morning it's going to 3.3% for the suggested rate. What do you think about this? Yeah, so Morningstar had an article out uh, last week suggesting that the average retiree, instead of withdrawing around 4% of their assets, which 
typically we would get to a 4% number of suggested withdrawal. So on a million dollar account, you know, that can kick off about $40,000 a year. How do we get to that number? Well, we take into account a variety of factors. I really think you want to look at the long-term growth rates um, and also tax efficiency. You know, if, if this money is coming from taxable, non-taxable accounts, uh, we also want to have a strategy that encompasses bad markets. So for the past, you know, 12 years, we've had the longest lasting bull market of all time, as we always say. Um, and, you know, behind every bull usually is a bear, uh, where if you look back, you know, to 2000 uh, to 2011, you know, the S&P, you know, made or, on average negative 1% compounded for the decade. So any withdrawals into a bear market like that obviously have a negative impact on the portfolio. You'd want to withdraw some cash. So we work with all of our clients devising withdrawal strategy. Now, you're in a, a good environment for dividends. Yes, they're lower than they historically have been, but there's still a plethora of, of names out there, individual stocks and funds that have good dividends that yield higher than 4%. So coming up with a tax-efficient blend to hit that number is what you want to do. Now, historically, should that number at 4 go down to 3.3, I would think it should be suggested – uh, that we adjust these numbers downwards if you were just in a in a very simple strategy of withdrawals. One portfolio, 50% stocks, 50% bonds with rates so low on the bond side, you know, prudence would suggest that you, you make those percentages lower unless you had more exposure, which takes into account more risk. Um, so these are all things that we look into for our clients uh, in our suggested asset allocation, again, that's a 50-50 portfolio. If you need a higher yield, you go 60-40, you know, 70-30 with taking on more risk. Uh, but these are all factors that we take into account. I wouldn't just look at that simple headline number. That was from a, a, a very earlier Morningstar study uh, that was put out about 30 years ago now, uh, suggesting that on a 50-50 portfolio, if you withdrew 4% a year, you would never run out of money. Um, starting, you know, in your mid-60s. So I think the world has evolved. I think the way that you want to take distributions has evolved. Um, while it's a good rule of thumb, going down to 3.3 would be very tough for a lot of people uh, to live comfortably, especially in these high rates of inflation uh, periods. So that's why we always want to discuss this and make sure your asset allocation is proper for you. Okay. Thank you, guys. We have two weeks until we film our annual and economic market update for Focus Wealth. And thank you for everyone who has submitted questions, but I just wanted to remind you if you have anything that you want to ask and you want us to cover for the end of the year, please send them to me at McCarthy at focuswealthmgmt.com. I'd also like to wish everyone very, you want to do it? You go ahead. I wanted to wish everybody a very, very happy and safe Thanksgiving and spend time with your families and we will be back next week.